0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Coaching for Performance, Growing Human Potential and Purpose, The Principles and Practice of Coaching and Leadership. Most people would hire a professional tennis coach to learn to play tennis so they could receive the guidance they need. However, John Whitmore told us from his personal experience that a ski coach can actually help us make faster progress in tennis. In the 1970s he opened a tennis stadium with the Harvard educationalist and tennis expert Timothy Galway. Because so many people had signed up to learn tennis, they asked some ski coaches to make up for the shortage in tennis coaches. No one expected what happened next the people coached by the ski coaches made greater progress than those trained by actual tennis coaches. Based on this eye-opening discovery, this counterintuitive coaching practice was introduced to the business arena. As expected, it helped employees deliver unprecedented high performance. Today, global 500 companies such as Google, Ford, Microsoft, and Intel practice employee coaching. You might wonder why such an unconventional practice yielded such great success. How did the coaching management model create better managers? Coaching for Performance Growing Human Potential and Purpose The Principles and Practice of Coaching and Leadership answers these questions. Coaching for Performance tells us that rather than simply imparting knowledge to coaches, a coach's most important job is to help coaches realize their own potential and maximize their value. This book provides a clear guidance on the theory of coaching and its practice, so we can use it as a reference from time to time. The book has been well-received since its publication and is widely recognized as the Coaching Bible. According to Thorsten Klein, the director of eBay Global Talent and Organization Development, This book is a must-read for leaders and organizational development practitioners who recognize that coaching is a performance activity that holistically impacts leaders, teams, and company culture. According to Patrick Murphy, the former president of Ryanair, the principles outlined in this book can give impetus to business changes, help improve employees' job satisfaction, and enhance business performance. The author John Whitmore was a pioneer in coaching and a co-founder of both Performance Consultants International PCI and the most commonly used coaching model in the world, GROW. He took the lead in introducing coaching to businesses in the early 1980s, and his contributions to coaching and leadership throughout the world have facilitated change and transformation in many organizations. In 2013, He was awarded with the Lifetime Achievement Award by the International Coach Federation ICF for his contributions in the field. Let's now discover how coaching can benefit us both at work and in our daily lives. This bookie will unlock coaching for performance in three parts Part 1 Understanding Coaching, Part 2 How a coach can unlock employees' potential, Part 3 The main coaching management practices. Earlier, We learned about how the author and his partner had ski coaches coach people to play tennis due to a shortage of tennis coaches, which yielded a surprising result. The people coached by the ski coaches actually made greater progress than those trained by professional tennis coaches. Whitmore and Galway attributed the outcome to the ski coaches' lack of knowledge of tennis. Since they couldn't figure out whether a stroke was accurate or not, they could only ask coaches questions like, what do you feel is wrong about that stroke, or which part of it didn't you use? The coaches would then focus on what was wrong with their foot position and waist strength and try again. It was like when parents helped their children learn to walk. Parents help their kids achieve their best performance through guidance and encouragement, not by teaching them step by step. This made Whitmore and Galway aware that the key to coaching lies in helping coachees unlock their potential by reducing inner noise rather than by imparting knowledge. They then built a new coaching model based on this finding and introduced it to the business arena, which to this day has inspired managers and leaders everywhere and helped millions of people do their best at work. But before introducing this coaching model, let's examine the drawbacks of the traditional management model. First, Traditional businesses mainly use the command and control management approach. The manager gives direct commands or instructions that employees carry out. Businesses believe this method is convenient and efficient, and it gives bosses a sense that they have everything under control. But the author disagreed with this approach. Command and control can make employees feel depressed and lose initiative, and it discourages them to offer feedback to their managers, as such management approach makes them believe that their opinions won't be appreciated. However, employees are likely to complain, slack off, and even sabotage the business in private, and they tend to believe they are not liable for any of the problems at work. The second drawback of the traditional management model is the side effect of the carrot and stick method that traditional businesses managers often use to motivate employees. When employees perform well, Leaders take out the carrot to encourage employees to keep up the good work. They say things like, we'll promote you and give you a raise if you do the project well. But carrots only make people perform well for a certain period of time. If you treat people like donkeys, they'll perform like donkeys. On the flip side, when employees underperform, leaders will take out the stick. Fear can be a strong impetus, but it also represses creativity and responsibility. Finally, many companies know that their strongest competitive advantage is their human capital, so leaders have to explore and develop talents in addition to managing their business operations. However, good intentions are often defeated by bleak reality, and the pressures of time and cost often limit leaders' talent development efforts. Leaders also face multiple stressors from completing tasks on schedule and meeting annual performance indicators to industry competition and other aspects of their daily work. In order to make sure their jobs don't go wrong and avoid getting criticized by upper management, managers typically prioritize their jobs instead of talent development, which doesn't yield immediate results. Hence, in case of relatively tricky tasks, many leaders would rather do the job themselves even if the tasks are supposed to be assigned to their subordinates. Although this approach can save time in the short term, it increases subordinates' dependence in the long run and prevents leaders from focusing on important matters that only they can solve. As a result, the team and the business will perform far below their potential. These are the few drawbacks of a traditional business management approach. Whitmore believed that coaching can help businesses get past these drawbacks and excel. Research has shown that coaching can create high performance, increase employees' work initiative and sense of responsibility, and unlock employees' potential. Maslow's hierarchy of needs tells us that our highest level of needs are self-esteem and self-actualization. As such, it follows that employees' initiative can be only stimulated when they have high self-esteem and recognize the value of their work and existence. Employees whose highest level of needs are met are sincerely willing to assume responsibility and eager to get the job perfectly done as they are able to gain a sense of value and self-actualize. A prerequisite for coaching management in businesses is trust in employees' potential and a culture of trust. According to the author, unless you believe people possess more potential than they are currently showing, you can't help them improve their performance. This book describes an experiment in which teachers were told that a group of pupils were either scholarship candidates or had learning difficulties. The information the teachers received was not in accordance with reality, but their pupils' test result reflected the beliefs of their teachers regardless of their previous performance. The author also stressed that a coach should focus on future success instead of past performance. If a coach only gives his subordinates tasks within the limit of their capabilities, it will imperceptibly strengthen their awareness of their shortcomings and make it hard for them to improve. For instance, Fred is the subordinate of Rose, and Rose will only give Fred task A because Rose believes it's a job that Fred is capable of. In case of task B, Rose will find another man to finish it, since she believes it's beyond Fred's capability. The author believes Rosa's practice is unintentionally limiting Fred's potential. As a good manager, she needs to temporarily forget about her limiting belief about Fred's abilities and believe in his potential instead. External factors such as the management styles mentioned earlier will limit employees' potential, as will a lack of encouragement and opportunity. In addition, employees' fear of failure The absence of confidence, stout, and other internal factors also limit employees' potential. It requires managers to have the mindset of a coach's and to hold a more optimistic belief than people have limited capabilities. Managers must communicate their trust in employees' capabilities in word and practice, shed their desire for control, and help employees rid themselves of reliance on managers. We have just covered part one on understanding coaching let's summarize it. The key to coaching lies in helping coachees unlock their own potential by reducing inner noise rather than by imparting professional knowledge. Coaching management in businesses can help leaders overcome the drawbacks of traditional command and control and carrot and stick methods, and foster high performance by increasing employees' initiative and sense of responsibility. There's however a prerequisite for the implementation of coaching management in a business a belief in employees' potential and a culture of trust. So, is there a specific and practical approach to help employees unlock their own potential? We will discuss this in the following section. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.